Hey, this is Flip Gordon. You're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is the Raw Review. I'm here. I'm Corey Smith in the Diamond Studio with my two lovely co-hosts today. Michael Vergara. Jose Osegueda. How are you guys today? Uh, you know, it's the day is just starting. I thought I was going to work today, but I'm not. And I'm here talking about wrestling. I just came back watching 205 Live. Like, I was kind of like on the needle, too, because I started around like 2.30. And yeah. then my bus comes around 3.30. Like, God damn it, Leo Rush, just, just pin Tazawa now. But we'll talk about that later. Other than that, that's that's all I've been doing today. <laughs> nice, nice. How yeah. about you, Jose? How are you today? Good, good. I've been on active kid duty this week. Uh-oh. Was yep. the kid active or it was just you being on... All was the duty <laughs> active or was the kid active? All of the above. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, the the uh, in-laws are in Mexico right now. Celebrating, in Mexico. Yeah, in Mexico. Celebrating... Um, some the fiestas that happen during the summer in their little town of Mezcala. Um, so they're having a blast, getting, you know, tipsy. A Baja blast. A Baja Baja blast. Where is, where is this in Mexico? Mezcala in Jalisco. Where is that? It's uh, a couple miles away from Guadalajara. Okay. It's uh, like southern, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, small Gua- town. Small, small Guadalajara town. Desert. Yeah, Guadalajara. Very small town. No, no, that's the I know, city. I know, you know, I know, I know, you know yeah. where I'm from. And uh, my wife's family is from the little town. So you can call it like maybe the Mexican Hazard County. So it's just you and your kid. So it's just me and the kids right now. Uh, kids. Kids, too. Yeah. Uh, where are, what are they doing right now? They're, they're in the car? They're on summer break. Well, no. I, I, <laughs> my mom's off work, so I was able to drop the kids off and get over oh, here. Okay. ASAP. The big one, watching the little one, watching the little one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, that's how I was raised. I was just raised on, you know, here's some wrestling. Watch this. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the iPad's a lifesaver. I had to take a dump earlier today. So here, kids, take the iPad. I'm going to go use the bathroom. And it's something about iPads and kids, you know. They just see a screen, they get to hold a screen, and they just immediately can shut you, down. Can you imagine if you had an iPad when you were a kid? Um, I so much smarter. I was more of a PSP. Think, like, right? I had like a PSP growing up. Okay, it's more or less this light, like lightweight kind of the same thing. I had all the handhelds growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, your Game Boys, your DSs. I mean, yeah, I had, I had a Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine that's the same, but then it's not really because you don't have access yeah. to the World Wide Web and YouTube. My oh, co- of course, my cousin had a Game Gear. Oh, I remember those. The the Sega Game Gear. Yeah, it's the yeah. one with the backlight. Yeah, I was always really jealous of it, but then I look back at it now and I'm like, Didn't that like carry like six AA batteries? I don't know. Uh, at least I never had I never had a Game Gear. <clears throat> I was more of a Nintendo. I was a Game Boy. Yeah, I was a, I was, you were a Nintendo I, kid. I was a because nin- I feel like you kind of had to choose during those times. But I did have a, a Sega Genesis. Yeah, I had a feeling yeah, it, I had, one of those. had I grown up during that time period, I would have been a super Sega fanboy. Like I, I would read up. Like on my spare time when I'm not like you know figuring stuff like looking at stuff about wrestling, I, I'm I'm consider myself like a, a history buff in terms of like video okay. games. Yeah. Like I had I grown up during that time period, I would have been a Sega kid all the way because they yeah. just it's just aesthetically and the type of games they got going out. Like you got some your Gunstar heroes. Like yeah. Yeah. Sega Genesis was fun, and then Dreamcast after that was probably my system. Yeah, I, I sold my Sega Genesis for a Super NES. I just felt like Nintendo, like as a company, they just. They were putting their resources on actually, like you know, revolutionizing game design rather than just being like cool. Pretty. Yeah, being cool. Like, no, we're figuring stuff out, like the fundamentals of what it means to have, make a good game. Yeah, so we're, we're gonna like release like 
a game a year, but then that one game is going to be the best Epic thing coming game, out. Yeah. That like you got like when Zelda came out, that was a big deal. Star, Mario World, Star Fox, Jesus, oh, oh Star geez. Fox, Star Fox. Yeah. It's funny. I, I I go back and I play Star Fox though, the original yeah. on the little NES. Yeah. Now it looks so bad. Yeah, yeah, it looks little, so bad. You got yourself a small SNS? No, no, classic? at my friend's house. Yeah, um, her and her roommate have one. They're becoming more available now. I saw one at Target. And oh, really? I was like, yeah, I saw one at my local Target, and I think there was one. Shout out to Target. <laughs> yes, because they need it. Um, and then the Target in Ocean <laughs> Avenue. Not this was a while ago, oh, but then I remember seeing an SNS classic in the wild. Like, hey. This is it's a it's becoming a possible thing. Nintendo's yeah, yeah. on their word about what are those like fifty I, bucks? I keep thinking 80. about getting one. I keep thinking about getting one. You should get one. They're real. They're real fun. Mm. But the it's real fun. But you get bored of it real fast. That, too. That's the thing. Yeah, because I, it's only twenty games. So I we were playing at my friend's house and he had a game. Uh, with my friend, I was playing with my friend. Me and her were playing, and then her roommate had a game saved, and it was like Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario World, and it was like saved all the way further. We kept going back and I accidentally deleted the game. Ouch. The game like, save? Like the game save, yeah. yeah. And, you can't delete games. And uh, I felt really bad. Oops. Because as a, as a gamer growing up, I was like, oh my God, he's It's not so a long mad. game. He's going to be so mad. But he's not a gamer at all. So he's like, oh, all right, that sucks. Yeah. How far was he? Oh, it was pretty far. It was like last dungeon. 30, 40 or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It was up there. I well, can't remember exactly. You know. We're not a video game podcast. We're not a video game. Exactly. We're here to talk some wrestling. But guys, if you want to listen to any of our other shows, check us out on SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. Also across other fine podcast applications, including Google, Stitcher, CastBox, and iTunes. If you want to follow us on social media, like, comment, share, subscribe. Send us questions. Let us know. Say something to us. We want to hear from you guys. If you want to just say something random about wrestling and just be like, hey, I want to eat pizza with Randy Orton. That's weird. Um, I would make him wash his hands first, but that's cool. Let us know that. Uh, hit us up at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll also field your Nintendo questions. Randy Orton doesn't seem like a type of guy who would wash his hands. No. Well, he looks like he would just put baby oil on his hands after. Yeah, that's how he like, washes oh, his hands. Oh, this is soap. Might as well. This is soap. Or he would, Might uh, as well be soap. Or what do you call it? Hand sanitizer. I just realized something. Like... Back to that whole video game discussion. Wasn't I? I remember like reading somewhere that like Sega was headquarters, like their headquarters was actually here in San Francisco. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and it made sense because growing up, like I saw a lot more Sega ads here. Do you remember than um, I would yeah. see like Nintendo ads? Do you know where Zanga's at right now? Yeah, that's where the Sega building yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. You could. You, you, they that's, used to have the Sega. Damn unfortunate. The Sega, the Sega logo was right on the side of the building. Yeah, yeah. right off of one hundred and one, you would see it hopping on a bridge. And yeah. um, I went in there one time because my friend was like, I had a friend one time in high school. Sonic the Hedgehog himself was in a water cooler. Like. He was. Uh, well, he was like a super nerd. Like he, my friend was super. Like he's actually like he like works in tech now. Well, he's not really my friend anymore, but he works in tech now and he's like super rich and like travels the world. Screw that guy. No, he's yeah, <laughs> he whatever. made it. Um, but I remember because he was like trying to get an internship there, but they had like an arcade machine that just had free play. So I was just sitting there waiting for oh, him, yeah. like oh, using yeah. the arcade machine. I, I would be surprised. You know they see, did. Yeah, just play Space Harrier. Yeah, for hours on end. Hell of a game. But let's talk. Let's talk some Monday Night Raw, guys. Oh. Um, the the fans the fans <laughs> want to hear the, the CWR rights. Yes, we have to. We have to talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw kicked off this week. It was for uh, August fourteenth, twenty eighteen. Where were they this week? Uh, Greensboro. I know they're in Greensboro the next night. Oh, Greensville. Greensville. They let's just say, let's Greenberg. Some fucking town, dude. They were in town. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Monday Night Raw this week kicked off with Ronda Rousey uh, coming down to the ring with an in-ring promo. Uh, first off, giving a very touching uh, um, 
statement about Jim the Anvil Nightheart who passed away this past week. Um, okay, I gotta say, like, there had there not been a video package for Jim the Anvil Nightheart like later in the show. Oh, I yeah. thought I thought like this was probably one of the most despicable things I've seen, what? like in a long, like in a good while. Using Ronda Rousey's no Ronda Rousey using Jim the Anvil Nightheart's death as a way to forward lightweight get over getting over an angle with like the whole oh you know it's nat like nat like natty nightheart i I don't she's like i don't think it was like i don't think she was trying to push it into an angle like i just feel like that they were gonna use they weren't using anvil nightheart as an angle but they were actually just using that topic into into that topic like it was kind of he was kind of just segueing into it yeah, well, she she has the relation where she lost her dad. Yeah, and so yeah. they they you know purposely her, Ronda lost her father. Yeah, yeah, her, yeah, yeah. And I and her and Natty are actually close friends in real life. Yeah, I'm, so I, it made sense that she. I was wouldn't out be there. surprised. It, if her it, it and, did make sense that she used it as just then like had I if that you know hindsight twenty twenty hind, yeah, 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 yeah foresight whatever like. Because I did not anticipate like a video package. So well, you I know there was a crazy intern in the back, a video intern editing that piece together. Oh yeah, yeah. up to that intern, man. Yeah, and as soon because I was, was I was a little worried at first that there wasn't a just a little like thing. If, about the if this is yeah. if this yeah. is all they're gonna do for like night like Nightheart, not even a, like a, a a graphic in the beginning, yeah. Yeah, and just yeah. gonna, they're just gonna use Ronda Rousey just to acknowledge it and then move forward with the like using it as a segue into the angle. I thought like these, these totally yeah, I see your point, but they yeah. didn't. And so I that just kind of left me with a sour attitude until yeah. like from from that point on until that video package, but regardless, you got, yep, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was no, trying to show you something on my watch, but we shouldn't say that loud. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was a very. Uh, I thought it was it was uh, the the first thing she said about what do you call it, um, Jimmy Anvil Nightheart. Yeah. Uh, was very touching, especially since you know, I, she, I, like, I, I lost my father at you know. a younger age. So it's like, I was just like, oh, that sucks. I feel a girl, you know, like, be there yeah. for your friend. Like, the fact that she transitioned into her storyline. That I, was a little weird. That, I mean, I feel like that was just, she was going to come do that anyways. She kind of yeah. had no choice but to do that. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> is she going to sit there and like, well, let's still talk about Jim the Animal Nightheart. I'll say this, though. Rhonda, like, with her mic skills and having to, like, as limited... As limited experience, as limited of an experienced mic worker that she is, yeah. mm-hmm. I thought she did a pretty good job at showing, conveying emotion. And uh, granted, it was a subject very near and dear to her heart. Right. She just kind of came off as a little, as more authentic, more than most would probably would probably. Yeah. You know, yeah. Totally. Be. And you know, it was it was thrown together. They had a script it was very ready to go, together, and, and they were like, okay, well, we got to do this, this, and that. Yeah. Jim yeah. and the Nightheart, you have to throw that and this L- and that. Listen, like Rhonda, like I get it, like your character is. "Quote unquote," like some homage to Rowdy the Roddy Piper, and you're wearing that jacket just for the sake of that's actually his jacket. But like, just get a smaller jacket because yeah. she just yeah she, she just, has to change up her gear. She has to change. Yeah. No, she just has to get a smaller leather jacket. Like the leather, the smaller leather jacket that she wears looks cooler on her. Not the oversized. I don't like that little dress she wears down the ring too. It's stupid. Like the little, like the tiny little mini skirt. The kilt. the the kilt. The, yeah, but it's like a mini skirt. Yeah, I gotta yeah, say, yeah. like I, I mean, Ronda Rousey. There's no performer who adjusts their clothing during a match she's more always, than Ronda yeah. Rousey. Yeah. She's yeah. always Trish, in her crotch. Yeah, she's just like she's just like grinding it, like grinding her like you know shirt and her like skirt down. Like, dude, just make this stuff just a. Adjust accordingly. Yeah. Like, like, like until she feels comfortable. To, yeah. Like, you don't have to, like, 
you don't have to maintain that sort of look just for the sake of make, making that look. Like, right. get a seamstress. Like, ask that one lady from Total Divas with the the very nice old lady with the glasses to lengthen. Hey, what do you want? And so, it's her and cigarette. Tristratus, like God, like she was. She always said the one of the worst things she ever, like one of the, her biggest pet peeves ever in watching wrestling matches is people adjusting their gear mid match because. Yeah. You know, you should be focusing on the psychology of the match. You shouldn't be worrying about your yeah. No, and it messes with her balance too. If you know, she's always kind of awkward. Yeah, she's adjusting. And, but yeah, like I said, that's not on her. That's that's on the backstage. I feel like for she's doing her. this. Like I bet, you, like she should, dude. It, 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 she's clear, and she's clearly annoyed by that too. So is she? What what did she wear? In I can't UFC? speak for her, but what did she wear know. in UFC? I think yeah, she, uh, just a uh, little bit bigger. Was, like things were a little bit bigger. Yeah, it was a little bit like again, it wasn't as skimpy, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah but then again, what's what, what you're asking out of an MMA fight is a whole super different from a. No, no, I'm just saying what she wear. Like she can wear what she wore in MMA. It was kind of and now that and I'm the, like I'm just mentally like picturing Ronda Rousey's UFC gear. I want to say it's, to her it's a almost. little bit. Yeah, it's a little. bit... I think her leggings were a little bit longer, but her uh, her top was just about the same size. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just give her something she feels comfortable. But she's not in, like I mean? running around the ring doing a bunch of these acrobat, like not acrobatic moves, but then you yeah, know the amount of movement that she does in a wrestling ring is it, super it, different from an MMA ring. Yeah, MMA you're more compact. Yeah, and you know within yourself in WWE you got to be free moving. Yeah, so yeah, yeah she went pretty much the pretty yeah. much the same. So thing. like that's yeah that's my that's my that's my piece on Ronda Rousey, and that's something I've just been noticing lately. And yeah, uh, you know, she. she uh, while we're on that subject, she basically. Uh, went when said Alexa, I'm going to beat you this Sunday and take your title, um, and then introduced Alexa's uh, opponent for the night because originally was Natalia scheduled to take on Alexa Bliss. Yes, um, Ember Moon comes the out. Sheenom, the Sheenom Ember Moon. Wasn't that didn't they call someone else a Sheenom? I don't remember. What did they call Beth Phoenix? Oh, that was a Glamazon. The Glamazon. Never yeah. mind. Uh, so Ember Moon comes out. Bliss comes out with Alexa, Alicia Fox. Okay, what was up with Alicia Fox, guys? Well, she was dressing like a tree. She had she had that weird crown. It was like it was a tree. It looked like she jumped like a in a plant. bush and then like got up and then they were like, "I'm okay, guys." It, no, it's like she's trying to hide in a bush and then like she reveals her face just to be part of that kind of. I, I like in the, cartoons. The picture I saw, um, like you remember, um, or Dean Ambrose's potted plant, Mitch. Oh yeah, Mitch, Mitch has evolved. Finally. I think I saw a tweet about that. Yeah. Uh, so Alicia Fox and Ember Mo- or uh, Alexa Bliss come out. Uh, Alexa Bliss goes on. You're, you're an overhyped rookie because I'm Alexa Bliss, Bliss, and you know you're just a you're just an overhyped rookie, and you are going to feel my five feet of fury. Uh, Alexa Bliss, though, is does not feel. What's up? Go ahead. No, Go no. Ahead. Alexa Bliss does not feel comfortable going down to the ring alone. And so she says, I talked to Constable Baron Corbin, who allowed me to hire security guards to, because I won't go down there with Ronda down there. Uh, four security guards go down there with her, and Ronda Rousey kicks the shit out of three out of four of them. Yeah, one, yeah. and then the, the fourth one, he just stares at Ronda Rousey for a moment, and is uh, like, well, screw uh, this. Uh, this is the cartoon dash. Yeah. Uh, I, thought, I thought she looked great. I thought Ronda looked great. She continues to be great. Uh, as a wrestler, yeah. and uh, you know, but then it played. So then it played Rousey's music. The way they present Rousey is good. Yeah. yeah. So they played Rousey's music, and then uh, you think the segment would be over. You thought it was over, then it cut back from break, and no, we are actually getting the act of the match. Okay, yeah. so Ember Moon versus Alexa Bliss, uh, our first match of the night. Uh, Bliss uh, just kind of running from Ember the entire match. Uh, Foxy tried to get involved at a certain point. Um, Rousey pulls her off the ropes. 
Bliss helps Foxy, throws Rousey into the barricade. Uh, single leg gut buster to Bliss. Gotta say, Rousey took that uh, toss to the barricade really well. I think at yeah, this sold pretty yeah. well. I think at this point, um, the people uh, did you see like that tweet where um, I think at this point of the match, like a bat like crossed a barricade. Oh, I heard yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, and then and then you see Ronda Rousey's like, immediate reaction. She just says, "You can read her lips." There's it says, "Oh my God, there's a bat." And yeah. like that's dangerous. Like, what is a bat? What's a bat doing? You, you can get rabies. Yeah, they yeah. can get rabies. They can be rabid. People are dogging her for being scared now, dude. And she you should was be trying her best not to freak the fuck out, too. It's well, she held it together. Yeah, she totally did. But then you know, I like I like it when I see personalities who are like their perception is being completely tough, and then just kind of a shed, like shed a little yeah. like crack in the you know okay, cre- human like chicken the good armor. Thing. Good thing. Good yeah. thing. Humanizes that, them a little bit. I thought bat, that was funny. That bat snuck in under the barricade. It though, wasn't even like it was it just went. on the ground. It wasn't even flying. No, imagine it was, if, yeah. It, imagine if it just fell. flew. So it probably died, and it's probably just like chilling there, sick. Rotting away uh, in Greensboro, wherever the hell they're at. Or anyway, yeah, in North Carolina. Um, so then uh, Ember Moon hits the eclipse on Alexa Bliss. Uh, Ember goes for the pin, but Foxy... Fox barely touches her at all. And at the, she touched like, her ankle. Yeah, and, then and I thought that was pin. grounds for a DQ. She just blew her spot Yeah, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is grounds for a DQ, technically. She did hit her. Yeah, I mean, yeah she got involved. She got I thought this was actually a pretty good match. Uh, um, it was a decent really? opener for... Was it, yeah. Yeah. It was a good display for um, Ember Moon. Yeah. She because she was a little bit getting a little bit lost in the shuffle. Yeah, talk about thought, a lucky break. Yeah. Uh, you know. Well, no. Not yeah. you know, I don't yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Circumstances be circumstances. But I thought Ember Moon looked really good. Uh, Alexa Bliss, I she she went a she did pretty good as well. Alexa's getting a little stale, no? Alexa? Yeah. You could have told me you could have asked yeah. me that like three months ago and I would have It's agreed. starting to wear on me now. It's yeah, a little completely. Stable. It's completely especially I think it was just further accentuated by the fact that you have the same exact type of champion on the other oh, side yeah, of the SmackDown yeah. as well, like doing this doing the no, same. No, I think stick. it's I mean it's a little different. Mm-mm. Alexa Bliss, I mean, at least says like it's, it's going after I can beat you, whereas Carmella's going on. You know, I'm a diva. I beat you twice. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, we'll get we'll yeah. get to that yeah. point. But then, you know, it's yeah, it's I didn't feel like it, they gave them good time. They had like they had decent chemistry with an, mm-hmm. with one another, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. even with that DQ finish, I thought like, hey, I I didn't feel like I wasted my time. We'll with for this. sure be seeing some more Ember Moon versus Alexa. I think. In the near future, or Alicia for first. Alicia, yeah, I think she, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's she gonna be wearing next? Uh, Ooh, Alicia, Juice Robinson's hat, uh, oh, Statue of Liberty hat. She already had Juice Robinson's hat. Did she? Remember when she was captain of yeah. the Survivor Series? I'm the captain now. Yeah, I'm the captain now. So yeah, DQ win for Amber Moon. Next up, we have backstage in the GM locker room, Kurt Angle with On Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> with uh, Andrew McIntyre just. <laughs> On my phone, leave me alone. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler want to know where uh, Seth Rollins is at. Say, where is he at? He's not here. Travel Why isn't he here? It's, it's the beginning of the show, dude. Calm Just down. got back from China. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, I had him in China. That was a PR tour. I don't know. That I'm mixing up acts or uh, voices there. Yeah. Yeah. Personally. No, I was in China, just getting my woo show on, and of course I had CrossFit with everything. Did you see? Okay, so there was yeah, there was pictures of him <laughs> in China, and he had like this like Gion. No, it's yeah, it's it's that getup. It's a yeah. getup, but it had like the Seth Rollins logo on it, 
and it was so oh, bad. I didn't it should have been logo. his back. It, it should have been his Riley Reed tattoo on his back. Ah, Seth Rollins. Uh, so what were they waiting for? I mean, what were they waiting for? Why did they want him there right now? Like why? They wanted to get it over with, I guess. I guess I don't know the contracts. I don't wait. Heels are impatient, signing. Corey. That's true. Oh, no. The contract signing for later tonight for the Intercontinental Title match. Next up, we have. Baron Corbin versus Tyler Breeze, which I actually thought was a decent match. Tyler Breeze looked pretty good. Dave Meltzer's best friend, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze is getting a ton of screen, a screen time. Yeah, with Fandango. More so than he did in fashion. Oh, yes. Yeah. Every um, week he has a match. I think it's mostly because they, they don't have to deal with the fact that there is a tag team involved, so they'll just, they'll just throw in Tyler Breeze. Yeah. yeah they have, they have, hey, well, as, okay, yeah. as we saw a couple weeks ago, that uh, jobber locker room is filled with plenty of uh, characters. Jokes. Yes. And they chose Tyler Breeze three weeks in a row. Uh, so the story that matches. Uh, so Baron Corbin made a match for him and a match for Finn Balor. Just you know, warm up matches before they're they ringing meet. endorsement for Tyler Breeze's stock. If they, that was if that was the case for Corbin, like, hey, I'm gonna I can wrestle anybody. I'm gonna wrestle Tyler Breeze because it's gonna be a breeze. Hey, look at that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Hire uh, me, WWE. No it's, say uh, no. He uh, he made this match for him and Tyler Breeze. Um, it, was, it was a decent match. Um, it was barely a match. <laughs> Corbin using his strength to overpower Tyler Breeze. Breeze misses with a crossbody to the outside, and then eventually the deep six. A gorgeous looking deep six, I might yeah, add. But like I mean, he yeah. he spun him around at least four times, three times. But you're right. It is it's somewhat of a. It was a story beat. of Tyler Breeze. Because I mean, hey, he, he's on. He TV. lost to a signature move. Not a finisher. That's true. Oh, uh, you got to right. put that signature the, the man, move over, though. The man, man who went toe to toe with Jushin Thunder Liger at NXT Takeover. The years only, ago. the only man who fought Jushin Thunder Liger, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Tyler Breeze. Didn't happen in WWE. It didn't happen at all. See, you know, you know what it's about. Uh, eventually, I uh, do. Corbin gets the pin on Breeze. Promo after the match. Whoa, I'm good. Yeah, that, that was my good. That was a favorite line. Like, I'm good at this job. Whoa, okay. uh, Baron intros Finn Balor's opponent for the night, Jinder Mahal, but not just Jinder Mahal. He also introduces Mahal's partner, partner in a two-on-one handicap match, Kevin Owens that comes out, and Finn Balor comes out, and of course, Papa Angle. Come no, on. technically I can't cancel the match, <laughs> but I make the matches. You know they missed the opportunity here. You know when the crowd chants "You suck," encur- you know encourages you the suck. "You suck." Yeah, he yeah. should have pointed at Corbin. Yeah. You, you suck, suck, Corbin. You You're not suck. good. Yeah. Um, and then so he comes. I says, "I can't. I can't uh, cancel the match, but I can change it." Here's Finn Balor's partner. How Bra- does that make sense, Braun Strowman? Uh, he can't cancel a match because like they, they need to get paid. So, he, but he can pay one more man to be in the match. You can change a match, but you can't delete the match. It's what like I'm. I'm trying to figure. Makes out sense the to me. It's the WWE. So yeah, makes sense to me. It's WWE. So then we have Jinder Mahal and Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor and Braun Strowman. Mahal and Owens uh, isolating Balor, Balor most of the match. Uh, eventually, get the hot tag to Braun Strowman. Uh, Owens runs. Owens always runs away. He's pretty uh, comical, though. I mean, him and Braun Strowman. Oh, I forgot yeah. to point out, like, when they were making these entrances, it was in between commercial breaks. Yeah. And I swear to God, I thought these entrances took, like, 20 fucking minutes. I felt like there was the way day. too many commercials on Monday Night Raw yeah, this week. Yeah. You know why? You know, buying a lease because they did that. they did that trick again where Before they the big, promote SummerSlam. And they do the picture-in-picture. Picture. Yeah, and then they go to actual commercial. Yeah, and buy yourselves yeah. a lease of mattress, you guys. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, that I, fucking commercial. Wait, Lisa Mattress? Yeah. Those Lisa Mattress commercials. Oh, because know. the mixing of that audio is just like, the, the the music is the same level as the voices, and so 
So it's just really like, today's going to be great. Like, fuck, dude. Concur. Yeah. Running shoulder tackle to Sunil Singh uh, when he kind of uses Sunil as a uh, barricade to, or as a, as just he picks him up and it runs into Kevin Owens with him mm-hmm. because the usual tackle he does. Uh, eventually, Braun gets the pin on Jinder Mahal. Braun chases Owens out of the ring. Uh, Corbin hits Chase the Owens? Yeah, Chase Owens. He oh, wow, Chase Owens. He chases Owens him. out of the ring. Okay. Uh, he chases Owens out of the ring. Uh, Corbin comes down and hits the end of days on Finn Balor. Probably would have given a crap about this match if he came. Chase Owens. Really? Chase Owens? I don't know. I like Chase Owens. He's probably the most WWE, well, besides Hangman Page. Yeah. He, he can go to WWE, like, right away. Yeah, like, hey, Vince, you're hired. Oh. Doesn't even say anything. You know what I liked about that match is that one move, the way Finn sold that slam where Braun picked him up and threw him on top of Jinder. Oh, yeah, And he yeah. sold that, like, no, no, don't do it. And after he slammed him down, he was like, oh, God, my back, why, why? Yeah, it's kind of the... He's the little one. He's, he's done that before, too. One. It's pretty cool. Uh, where he uses Finn Balor as a... He kind of suplexes him directly onto somebody else as a weapon. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Finn Balor, uh, he's seen better days. Yeah, he has. Uh, next up, we have backstage with Kurt Angle, Drew McIntyre, and Dolph Ziggler. Again, I swear to God, like the way they started it, it's just it's the first segment. Oh, you see Kurt Angle, he's on his phone, and then you see McIntyre and Ziggler walk, and they look, they do. It's like it's like you they repeat this the animation like yeah. in a in like in a video game. Yeah, it's like it just looked pre rendered. Like, yeah. and then the next segment that you're talking about right now, it's Kurt Angle on the phone, and the way Ziggler and McIntyre enter the scene, it looked exactly the same. You put yeah, side they by they just side. put different dialogue on top yeah. of it. <laughs> What's up with uh, Dolph's hair, man? I know it's he just doesn't, damaged. It's, it's just <laughs> he just doesn't. He just does. He just it's just dry, and that's what happens when you have like long hair without any. You just use too much mousse. Dude, he needs no, to he just straighten that thing out. Yeah, he he's, used he's an iron and. and he needs to just cut it, man. I like yeah. when he had short hair. I like yeah. I like his short. Brown That'll hair. just make him even more generic. I think. I, I think the. I think the. I think the blonde hair. The long blonde hair is no, a look for him. Just stay away from growing a beard because that'll make him look generic. Um, he'll true. look like seventy percent of. The you know, if he wet, he looks better if it gets wet because you know. That's yeah, but just, when it dries out, hair. when it dries out, it, it looks well, they just don't as dry. bad as it does now. Like, look, you don't you don't want to you don't want because he wasn't he was wearing like a suit, right? Yeah, like he was wearing just regular clothes, and you don't want like wet hair all over that. Like, yeah, yeah. did you watch that? Remember this? Remember that? Roman on, I, used to, I used to watch an old WCW where guys would have like a suit on and still have dripping wet like oily soaked hair, at the neck. and then, then yeah. their neck would be like their whole jacket would be soaked. Yeah. Like I remember yeah. that um that Roman Reigns interview in late night with Conan O'Brien or Conan and then he had just had a suit on and then he had his wet hair and he's like that poor suit yeah just that poor poor suit so you know there's reasons why Dolph Ziggler you know you know didn't wet it next up we have uh one of Elias's back Corey yeah I accidentally called you by your middle name (laughs) no you almost call me Dave Meltzer it's okay I get it uh next up we have one of Elias's biggest fans in the ring let's give a hand for Ricky Roberts guys Ricky Why? Because one day I'm gonna be a famous country singer. Well, you know he's gonna be a, fa- a guitar. He, he I need to know he, how. Can't I play the guitar very well. Uh, well I even bring it. But hopefully, when I'm in the country hall of fame, uh, Elias will come out and say, "Pull along, hello, I'm Elias." Elias comes out after that, uh, kind of runs down Ricky Roberts in the crowd um, because apparently he was right there wherever they were from, and then out comes Bobby Lashley. Um, Bobby Lashley, for some reason, walks right by Elias. Yeah. you think he would go after him. Do you think? But, I mean, whatever. 
Bobby Lashley Just tells points at him. He tells the kid to get a new shtick because WWE already has a no talent musician and points at Bobby Lashley. <gasps> Uh, Bobby willing to wrestle. I mean, after the, after after that re- that rousing rendition of Rocket Robin, it was by Bobby pretty, Lashley. I mean, it was pretty good. I want to yeah. get that on album. Um, he, Bobby think- Lashley. Bobby Lashley is willing to wrestle Ricky Roberts. That's good. Even though he wants to be a musician, he's going to wrestle Ricky Roberts. And good on Ricky Roberts, Has it man. Been established that Ricky Roberts is not a wrestler. I thought he was a musician. I don't know yeah, what he is. Then why? And then you have Bobby Lashley, the ba- the ultimate babyface, and Bobby Lashley yeah, just ass. picking a match with a non-competitor. It's like I'm just gonna fight him. Well, good like, on Ricky what Roberts, a, what man. A bully, because <laughs> yeah. he uh, he smashed that guitar right over Bobby Lashley's back. Okay, he well, tried. He well, tried. He took everything he. I had, mean, I'll, I'll give all I'll the give, tools in his hand. I'll give I'll I'll give heel points for Ricky Roberts. That's his name, Ricky Roberts. Ricky Roberts, yes. Ricky Roberts. I mean, he never should have smashed that guitar on Bobby Lashley. So I guess Bobby Lashley's uh, actions would be justified there. Yeah. At uh, this point, I was smashing the fast forward button on my remote control. Next up, we have uh, oh, and then he kind of just gives him the power slam, and then didn't not see. even a match, not didn't even a match. Yeah. So I mean, was it even like the bell ring? Like so, if that was oh, the he, case? Just, he just beat up a musician. That's Ooh. All. <sighs> Ooh, Bobby Lashley. So um, Elias, he's set for a segment on SummerSlam, and he's also doing a concert at the Gramercy in New York. Yeah, as well. I want to go to a concert. I hope he does one in LA <coughs> before Survivor Series. Why would you go? Okay, how long do you think? Are you, Why how long are you willing to stay in a? Frickin' Elias concert okay. in Gramercy. He's gonna do. It's gonna be like two hours long. Do you really want no, a two-hour no. long Elias? He'll do. He'll uh, do two edibles. or three songs. No. He'll do two or three songs. They'll charge ten bucks for tickets. Two or three songs. Bobby Lashley That's comes out. That's not gonna be ten bucks. Dude. Footage it's gonna for be SummerSlam. Like, it's gonna be like seventy. No, 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 no. I want to know no. how much tickets are for. We'll, that, we'll, that we'll report on this on the news show this week. How much the tickets are? Yeah, we'll look for into it, Elias. If it's like more than. 30 yeah look into it let us let, let us and the fans know michael like if you go you're nothing 10 like, 15 bucks tops i normally I'm don't expecting two songs and bobby lashley i don't normally call people i marks because i think that's just kind of well, a tired he, term he a yeah, goddamn dirty ass fucking mark if you're if you're willing to stay dude, if you're there for the SummerSlam, if you're there for SummerSlam weekend and there's nothing you're else, in new york city dude so what are you gonna do just you're gonna instead just be like you're a wrestling mark already traveling there's to so new york much city. more stuff to you're do in already, new york city you're already a wrestling mark traveling to new york city you're gonna yeah. dedicate good amount of time just to get to the Gramercy to see Elias when you could just be like doing literally anything else I would well then yeah, the, you know hey l- you. listen you do you do what you do with your money yeah. it's yeah. not I would leave unfulfilled if he does like 10 songs and that's all he does 10 songs is a lot dude for well, a set list he probably has about 10 songs on that album Jose wants yeah. no he has 4, four. he has 4 4 okay yeah. so he'll do those 4 songs yeah. out come Bobby Lashley I mean so far like a, well, he'll yeah. be like if you I tease, have a ticket he'll be in the crowd like if you tease like some sort of angle going on that I I'll give it a little bit less more of a pass but dude it's like Elias is only is only worth like tw- 20 minutes tops out of the I just I saw all those all those clips of everything that happened in New Orleans and the concert with Elias and Like I'm sure it's fun. It's just, you know, there's literally everything any like, It's going to be an hour out of your day. Well, that's why you stay for an extra week. <sighs> yeah, it's going to be right after takeover. <laughs> what if it's during takeover? Oh yeah, that's screw oh, that. That would <laughs> be that. dumb. Um so next up we have the B team in the locker room. Uh, Bo Dallas doing the math, and he does not like the odds of it's their chance bunch, of winning. Just a bunch of threes on that paper. Yeah, 33.33333. That's, um, again, that's that makes zero sense because that's that just that just rests upon everybody having the same chance, and you're just splitting that into three ways. Right. 
Like, say... Uh, yeah, I mean, I it's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. It's so I mean, dumb, but it's then again, it's the B team. Like, they're, they're not trying to be... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and then, their t-shirts are now... They're not shirts. I mean, they're shirts, but... Yeah. Whatever. No, they are shirts what? now. They're manufactured. Like, they're actual, like... They make I, them on I, WWE.com. I studied it. Oh, my God. And they have the same scribble marks on the same uh, so shirts, stupid. the same empty marks. Yeah, it's a WWE shop uh, shirt. Yeah. They don't make them anymore yeah. themselves. You know that they do custom now? Like, yeah, I saw that. Shirts? Like, so you can get, like, a, like, you could just... Tank tops. Make, you, you can just get, like, a logo that you like and make sure there's nothing on the back because yeah. that's always a deal breaker for most, yeah. like, yeah. wrestling shirts. Tank like, tops. hey, I can get... Uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, <laughs> the team hell no with the mask and Daniel Bryan and nothing on the back. Yes, the, the greatest the wrestling shirt head. of all time. The Mr. Potato Head or the um, the wannabe. Yeah, God, remember the wannabe Jericho wannabe shirt? No, because it was a uh, it was during that time for the WrestleMania. 29 build when a CM Punk versus Chris Jericho. He called everybody a wannabe, and then like the day after they made that shirt, where it's just literally a B, and then it just says "I am a wannabe." Boo that shirt! It's Lame. worse. I mean, it's not as bad as Vince loves cocks or APA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the old APA shirt, always pounding ass. Oh, that's a good one. I'm yeah, sure. it is. I'm for the f- today. Damn, damn. but that's back just, then, yeah, that is appropriate. Yeah, WWE is the worst, dude. <laughs> Uh, so then Curtis Axel said, we can't, you can't spell Raw Tag Team Champions without B-Team work. And Bo uh, goes on to say, or a whole bunch of other letters. Yeah. It's a pretty funny segment. Uh, next up, we have a triple threat. The triple threat Raw Tag Team Championship match. The Deleter of Worlds versus the Revival versus the B-Team. Not much of a match. I mean, it was an okay, okay match. Uh, Scott Dawson and Bo Dallas start the match. Uh, Scott Dawson and Matt Hardy, both from North Carolina. So eventually at this point, yeah, B-Team's going over. I figured out. Um, two hometown boys. From North or South? Whatever. They're in North Carolina. Okay. I definitely remember that at this point. Okay. Um, uh, shades of two, uh, two extreme Matt Hardy when he was uh, kind of throwing up the gun signs with the leg drop. Yeah, Matt Hardy, he seems to be kind of on this greatest hits kind of like tour in terms of his ring well, work. Well, you saw that tweet he sent out after yeah, this, that's, right? That's exa- that, yeah, that's where I was leading to. Like, there's... There were reports that his pelvis is fusing with his lower back. With spine. Yeah. Yeah. And like... I think we talked about it a little in the news show last week. But yeah, yeah, where his he's deciding to whether or not like he's going to wind down in his career. Like he's winding down his career. Yeah, he's doing like his point. last victory tour. Yeah. And I, you know what? Like if Matt Hardy ends his career like, like let's say tomorrow or SummerSlam week or like a mo- next Monday he does like some retirement speech... Because it kind of is hinting that they are kind of breaking off. Because you saw Bray Wyatt tweeting, like, he's tweeting to bands like about that he likes about a new theme song. And yeah. so. Well, that picture he sent out after the, this match where it was him, Bray Wyatt, and uh, I think King Maxwell, or Prince Maxwell, his son. Yeah. And um, he said, thank you to my co op, or what would he say? Something like that. Thank yeah. you, thank you, my friend, for so, being a partner. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much what he's saying. It's looking like to be the end of his career, but you never know. With the, you know, yeah, with and he workers. keeps tweeting and retweeting himself on that same thank you, everybody that's been following from the days of Omega and the Indies and yeah. to the Hardys. He also said he was V1 at the, during this match, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that sexy version pulled off one. at the end was awesome. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I do remember that. That was with that little blonde kid, right? Sure. Oh, uh, Shannon Moore, yeah, yeah. God. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Moore. I just, I just all of a sudden got flashbacks of like your child. Go, no, going into Matt Hardy's uh, Matt Hardy forums during the days of that whole Edge Lita backlash. Oh God. yeah, and you saw thread after thread after thread about you know, yep, just uh, uh, yeah. 
Uh, suicide Dive by Dash Wilder to Bray Wyatt on the outside. More simpler time, you know. Uh, caught by Bray for a Uranagi on the corner of the ring, which is pretty, it looks pretty bad. Um, then go on to the finish of the match. Scott Dawson and Bray Wyatt were the legal men. Curtis tags himself in secretly. Nobody knows. Shh. Uh, by tagging himself in on, on Scott Dawson. Uh, Revival hit the shadow machine on Bray Wyatt. Um, Curtis Axel throws out Dawson and then pins Bray Wyatt to Non-fluke retain the Non-fluke victory. Yeah, man. They're starting to do better, man. They're out-revivaling the Revival. Yeah, So, but they're going to have a... Now they announced for a tag team match at the pre-show for SummerSlam. And you saw the Revival tweet that at, tweet out most important, ma- most important match of their careers. And I'm saying... Say yeah. SummerSlam kickoff for the tag team titles against Bo... Remember Curtis last year? Axel and Bo Dallas. That Remember? really is the most important... It's kind of sad. Remember last year, though, SummerSlam, when they didn't open the doors in time... And Miz was performing with the Miztourage in front of an empty arena. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen in that match. Oh, I feel like. I feel well, like you know this kickoff show is two hours it long. It starts at 2 p.m. It starts uh-huh. at 2 p.m. It's uh-huh. two hours long. I mean, I'm lucky Nine I, I don't have a job. I don't have a job, thank God. It's on a Sunday. Yeah, it's on a Sunday, but jeez. What am I supposed to tell the... Uh, Tell the kids, hey, you can't watch uh, they Nickelodeon can watch because I'm watching wrestling. I mean, yeah, you can, you that's have exactly what you tell them. Yeah, why do I have to be on the iPad? They're the kids. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. You're an adult now. That's why you're an adult. I you bought that eat, TV. Eat candy for I bought this day. house. <laughs> I bought this iPad. Uh, next up, we have uh, Roman Reigns backstage. Fucking 2 p.m., huh? <laughs> 2 p.m. Oh. I was surprised, as, just as you are, when I heard this morning. Well, you know, at least at least Cedric Alexander and Drew Gulak is going to go get a lot of time. Hopefully, right? yeah. Right? Right. I hope so. I God. think so. Um, next up, we have Roman Reigns walking backstage. B-team kind of walking past them again. Just woo! woo. Celebrating. Uh, next up, we like, have... Okay, you see, like, to? you see that, like, you see Roman Reigns. just like He's just like, way to put that team over when you have arguably number one face of the company, and he's just like... He's he's pretty much just big timing them, yeah. and just being like just being kind of a dick about it. It's like you want to make Roman Reigns likable, man. Like yeah. you want him to like they're champions. He's not. Yeah, I mean, let's just face it here. They have more gold than he does. I think it just further silver. it just further confirms that the writers just don't want you to cheer for this B team team. Either that or he's losing at SummerSlam. <laughs> Ooh, Roman. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll talk. I have I have some theories about that. We'll talk more on the prediction addiction later this week. Um, let's see. Next up, we have uh, probably the best segment of the week, the whole Roman Reigns ink ring promo. Um, he comes out, you know, says he really doesn't like Brock Lesnar. I don't know if any of you guys knew that. Yep. Um, you know, he is the uncrowned champion. I don't know if you guys knew that yep, either. Shocking to me. Um, he's he's going to shove Brock's head up Dana White's ass eventually, and then out comes uh, Paul Heyman. Which I think I, you got that line wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Dana White retweeted that, and he Wait. said, LOL. No, 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 no. It's... No, never mind. no, I don't want to get too much into this. I'm gonna beat your ass so bad you're gonna go. You're gonna find yourself in UFC with your head up, Dana White's ass. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, Dana White's ass, Brock Lesnar. His head will be up there. Ass, Dana White, Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Yeah, out comes Paul Heyman, and uh, Paul Heyman comes out. Um, first off, he quotes the New Day, uh, but praises the Usos. Kind of says it's a new day in WWE for me. And uh, starts praising the Usos about how they're the future of the tag team division. So apparently, here. Paul Heyman's writing for SmackDown. I mean, he's been writing for the sto- the Roman this storyline story and then SmackDown. I have a feeling that the Usos. I mean, we'll talk more about that. Yeah. But um, man, I uh, yeah yeah um, I have yeah it's no. just he okay. So anyways, let's keep going on yeah. with what the the segment. Heyman is offering up Brock Lesnar's secrets to Roman Reigns uh, to give up a. 
he wants to give him a demo of what it would sound like. He kind of introduces Roman Reigns like he would, like he does Brock Lesnar. Yeah, uh, you know the reigning, defending, un- universal champion Roman Reigns. Um, eventually, then he um, Roman Reigns tells him. He says his father always told him to watch out for sharks, especially the drowning sharks. And Heyman says he is sharks a- can't drown. Well, you know, if they were stabbed, maybe. I mean, they. I don't know. They could sink. Drowning sharks. Yeah. Uh, but That's the name he, of my band. Heyman, Heyman, Heyman does say he is a drowning sharks. Um, he, opening up for Switchfoot, man. Uh, Heyman reveals um, what he was taught by Roman Reigns' daddy. He says, uh, "Drowning sharks." I'm sorry, the, the drowning sharks. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm we're still, still, I'm still just uh, thinking about that. We're both, Keep going. We're oh, both yeah. floating on that name. Um, so yeah, he kind of. I guess Paul Heyman used to work with uh, as an old photographer back in the day. That's how you got to start That's the business. True. He, That's true. He used to work with uh, Roman Reigns' father, and he was taught something by. Roman Reigns' father, not not in English, but in Samoan. Oh, what did he? What exactly did he say, Corey? I, I don't know. Fala, <laughs> fala. But Roman Reigns had a shocked look on his face, like, uh-huh. yeah, like you are, a, you are just like, like home me. improvement, Tim Allen, <laughs> uh-huh. like Scooby Doo. Yeah, um, and then eventually Paul Heyman pepper sprays the shit out of Ro- uh, Roman. No, did he nice. give him like a piece of paper? Oh yeah, he gives yeah, him, yeah, he did, he did. and he yeah. says, "Here, you know, this is my contract. I wrote, I wrote it up for you." Now it was all folded up. Yeah. Now what, what if, like, what if uh, something? It said something on the piece of paper. What if it said something on the piece of paper? Like, it was I'm just going like, to pepper spray you. Dude, just I was sell thinking it. the same thing. Yeah, I'm going to pepper spray you. Just sell it. Yeah, and but Brock it, is going to beat you up, and just to, just for just to make this ruse upon this ruse, and I will help you win the title at SummerSlam. I, dude, that came through my mind too. I don't think so. I, I was watching yeah, that. I was I like, mean, be careful. I don't know. I saw coming. Mission Impossible Fallout last weekend, and like I just had that whole mantra of don't trust anything you see on the television. Do you think uh, WWE would be able to pull that off? Great fucking movie, by the way. Do you think WWE would be able to pull that off though? No, 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 no. Uh, so then he. Uh, I thought about it though. I'm just some lowly wrestling podcaster, and for me to think of that, you you gotta you gotta believe that at least there is some nuance uh, somewhere uh, in that room to think of that think of that same thing. I mean, two come out on. of three people in this room thought that. So yeah. So we'll or the Usos. We'll can, I will talk about it. In the yeah, prediction. we'll talk about it. Oh, Usos. Yeah, I didn't think about but that then, part. Then you know, but then SmackDown. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but you know, he is writing SmackDown, and he likes those guys. So we'll see. So uh, yeah. So Heyman pepper sprays Roman Reigns. Out comes Brock Lesnar. Repeated knee strikes to Roman Reigns. Uh, Brock Lesnar looking freaking slim. Very, very slim. Yeah. 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 Well, the look in, of a man who's training for a UFC fight. He's in, yeah, he's in the testing pool now. That's what yeah. it is. Uh, yep, yep, uh, yep. Brock locks in the guillotine on Roman Reigns. Now that's a drowning shark. Right uh, there. Leaves yes. Roman in the ring, but then comes back to deliver an F5 to Roman Reigns. Not uh, once. Just once? I think I it was just remember. once. Yeah, yeah, he did it just once, and, and then they Brock said it one more time. He gave him a rear naked choke. Yeah. yeah he was, gave him the skull end. Yeah. No, he didn't. No, it was a guillotine. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. And um, Brock's getting major pop. He's majorly one more time chance, face. and like people are just like l- are just livid it. over yeah. not livid, no, but no, they're in loving a, it. Livid in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah reverse yeah. livid, and like them loving every like punch he throws, every amount of offense towards Roman Reigns. And I look at this and I'm like, man, after the guy Roman got maced, Re- Roman Reigns winning is going to be freaking we, volcanic. We riot. Yeah. Well, we got Braun Strowman as a as a safety bet. Yeah. The, yeah. That money yeah, but the then that almost just feels too obvious for it to happen. Yeah, but if yeah, I mean, if a right breaks out though, then send out Braun Strowman. It'll he'll, he'll ease the right. Don't the worry. The pitchforks are out, Kevin. Bring out 
bring out Bronze like Bronze Strowman's music. Next up, we have Titus Worldwide and Bobby Roode versus Authors of Pain and Mojo Raw. No entrances for any of these people. It's and a, I looked at this. I looked at this ring, and I'm like, the state it's official. of this roster. AOP is now in the in the is now DOA. Mid-card. Yeah, yeah, they're done. Yeah, yeah, they're just honestly, they're just biding time. There's still plenty of yeah. There's still yeah. plenty of work to be done they're with. They're just them. getting started. Yeah, they need to bring Paul Ellering back, man. Yeah, they do. Uh, but it wasn't much of a match. Um, Glorious DDT to Mojo, Mojo Raleigh, and then Bobby, Brang- Bobby Roode got the pin on Mojo Raleigh. That so, ends this feud, effectively, in my opinion. Yeah, but you know something's, something's going to happen next week on Raw. And you have a two-hour pre-show. But you know what it is uh, starting to look like? Superstar shakeup after after SummerSlam. Do they? Yeah. Do, I thought they would do that during, like, no... No, they well, do that halfway ap- through, right? Yeah, the halfway through the year. They, did it af- they don't do it after um, Survivor Series... And they don't do it after Rumble. Yeah, that further cements our Usos theory. Yeah. So if uh, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll talk about it some more later. If they uh, wanted, if they wanted out New Japan, New Japan. Oh, Roman Reigns mm. with the Usos. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we have a touching uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart tribute, which was you know it was, it was nice. Yeah. At this point, like yeah. okay, they're doing this. Uh, that, All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving it a slide, but they do that, and then right after the, afterwards, you see Michael Cole, which oh. Completely forgot. Renee Young on commentary. Oh, yeah. Throughout this entire show. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Is that that's good, though. It's good that yeah. we forget about, like, this whole commentary thing. Like, but a, a literal, like, die, a, a, like, a dying man, a dying old woman on commentary is better than Coachman at this point. But... Yeah, she, but she was she did a good job. I feel like. Um, yeah, because she, she was... Did. Yeah, but she was, uh, albeit a little bit inoffensive and safe. She was. Oh, she yeah, wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she just, she was just, I mean, Renee Young first was just show Renee Young. First show and we know, and we know how Renee Young is on commentary, which is, like, oh, yeah. stemming from NXT. She, she hosts I, ex- I expected there was a, I, I expected a little bit of growth from that work on it, because I was watching a little bit of her work on NXT. I did, like, think there was funny parts where she's like, of course he'd be friends with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> Corey, like, what do you, wait, what? And so. But first show jitters is what I played off. But yeah, then, like, yeah. the point is, like, Michael Cole. God bless him and his master. You want to talk about a dude who's a master of segues. Michael Cole saying, as we honor Jim the Anvil Nightheart, let's remember the time in 1990 SummerSlam where they fa- when the Hart Foundation faced demolition. And that'll be just in SummerSlam 1990 as I was we gear for our SummerSlam this Sunday. And I'm yeah. like, dude, you're really just going to bring up that whole, you're really putting Anvil Nightheart Heart Foundation to SummerSlam to your SummerSlam, and I just you know, yeah, I'm giving you the face that. like, come on, man. I mean, I don't be yeah. a bit more tasteful about that. I know I'm I lightweight reaching, but then I know it's something to worth noticing over. Like you're using Jin the Anvil Nair to segue into SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like it was just it felt a little dirty. It just was what it was. So then they were like, okay, let's. Let's do that, and then we could. It's it, it's just a segue. I feel like they just yeah. didn't want a hard stop to someone. Like you can do that. Not everything needs a segue, Corey. <laughs> you know I'm. I know. I take my segue lessons from Vince McMahon himself. Okay. Uh, next up, we have uh, let's see, uh, Sasha Banks versus Ruby Wright in a singles match. Uh, Ruby Riot looking tan. Yeah, Ruby, I mean Ruby Riot looked good in the match. Like, she, she gets a singles they, win. They took those yeah. page comparisons to heart. <laughs> Uh, Ruby puts uh, Banks and her hands into the steps, you know, kind of working over Sasha Banks' hand the entire match. That was weird. Yeah, I mean, it was a little weird. Multiple slaps to the arm of Riot. Liv Morgan gets involved, pulls Banks off the apron. Uh, Roll up to Banks. Uh, Ruby Riot gets the pin on Sasha Banks. 
Nice. So I, cool. I guess they're just creating parody within this, you know, within that scene. They don't want to. They don't want to make Boss and Hook too strong, but they don't want to make Riot Squad. They need look to make a, uh, weak. a female tag team. Yeah. And uh, they just dumped the whole uh, friendship angle. And, huh? Yeah. And then I see that, like, I see what, like, what the Boss and Hook connection are doing at the, like, in this raw. And then you see that NXT takeover commercial where they hearken back yeah, to one. Sasha. Yeah. And um, Sasha and Bailey, you know, match of the year. Yeah. 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 And like, boy, that's uh, you know. Greener long, pastures were uh, were long were ways away from. That was a long time ago. That's almost yeah. three years ago. That's yeah. that is three years ago. Wow, wow. my life. Next up, we have uh, Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle backstage. Just you know, you're so dumb, Kurt. Same animation, by the way. <laughs> you're dumb. Yeah. Dropping new dialogue. Yeah. yeah, it's WWE story mode where they only had that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Next up, well, Tech is getting so good. I can't wait for. Uh, 2019, 2K19. Oh, yeah, especially with the new uh, the new story mode with that. Uh, we'll Nino get Ryan. to that. We'll get to that on the new show. Uh, next up, we have... Uh, oh, we can get to it like in SmackDown. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, the main event segment of the evening, contract signing. Uh, McZiggle Wiggles comes out here into the ring. They say they respect Seth Rollins, but... You know, they, they, where is he? He's not here. Where, where were you guys when I was in the bad uh, times? Dolph signs the contract first. Out comes Seth Rollins. He says, you know, if you're going to have a Scottish psychopath in your corner, then I deserve a loot. I, I, I was actually here for quite a while. But the thing is, I wasn't sorting out my travel issues. I was sorting out the travel issues for someone else. And when you have a Scottish psychopath on your side... I need a loon, a certain lunatic on my side. Dean Ambrose is back and he's jacked. He's back and he's jacked. He's new hairdo. Yeah, he looks well, like barely. Triple H. He looks like Triple H. He does look like he looks like Colin Quinn. A little bit, yeah. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, young, healthy Colin Quinn. Yeah, his hairline's receding a little bit, but hey, I mean, I mean his hairline's been receding since the day he debuted. Yeah. So yeah, so Dean Ambrose will now be in the corner. Uh, well, so they go down and brawl with uh, McZiggle Wiggles. I just, I, I'm just thinking. And he'll about, be in like, the corner of Seth Rollins. The various hairstyles of Dean Ambrose, like he had the slicked hair back back when he was in the Shield, and then he became the lunatic fringe where he just let that like fizzle out and grow. Yep. My favorite was when the big uh, green my, cowboy no, hat. My favorite was when my favorite Dean Ambrose hairstyle was when he shaved the sides, but then it was still just like a little Ed Sheerhanny look. On the top, I don't remember was that. that a U.S. title time? No, it wasn't U.S. title time. It was just some. It was just some other a period during the Shield, though. and I just thought he looked like he oh. looked pretty. He looked pretty good on that. That's my favorite <laughs> Dean Ambrose hairstyle. What's yours, you guys? I like this new one. Uh, I was just about to say you like his new, yeah, like his new I one. I don't yeah. think. I think it's. I he don't look like, like an ultimate heel dude coming out there. Yeah. Dude. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> he's that is that like the way he looks. Like he looks like Nick Gage. <laughs> yeah. To, to me, it feels like he shaved off all gimmicks. I'm done now. Well, hey, you know, me. like we'll see. Like he, we always like sing his praises of how jacked he lo- he looked, but then like yeah, because he's out for three months, you could just work. You could just work out. Like, well, you could just work he, out throughout the entire time. We'll see what he looks like three months later. He couldn't, he couldn't um, bench press with his injury before he went out. But then he got. But then he got better, and so, so he's yeah, just he gonna he starts he start lifting weights again. No, nothing from Renee on commentary. Yeah, apparently when she shut up when Dean came out. Like so, I I just thought that was kind of interesting. That's, she yeah. probably threw down the mic and had just the giggles. She's like, "Oh my she's god, chat." She's like, "I'm gonna get me some of that when we go back to the hotel that's, room." That's, I mean, the interesting thing is, like, that's d- Work like it, girl in kayfabe. They do acknowledge like Seth Rollins did acknowledge that Dean Ambrose and Renee Young are together. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh wait, Dean Ambrose. You think Renee is? <laughs> 
<laughs> every time, every so time. Was, <laughs> mention Rollins, you just got to say. Like, that was Monday Night Raw. I mean, what do you guys think all in general? I thought it was actually a pretty okay show. You said show. it was mostly fast forward. It was fast forward heavy for me, yeah. Yeah, I, it kind of went by for me, like surprisingly so, I think, because I was just doing other things, just knowing that I wasn't going to be on this review show uh, <laughs> and think of anything insightful. And so... I you know, as far as like go home shows, it didn't feel quite as the Brock the Brock Roman thing. I thought was really good. Yeah, that was a really good segment. I thought you know the Amber Moon Alexa Bliss match was pretty good. It, it, no, beginning, middle, and the end. It had a pretty good. It had a pretty good momentum sh- like going forward yeah. out of that. I thought that had good. And energy. then Ambrose is back too, so that's good. It was yeah. weird how last week they were all like Ambrose isn't going to come back. Yeah, and then this week they're like he's back. Yeah. Super tease. He's here. What is his? I forgot what is um what is return uh, to society on a shirt. It said return to society or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, but it said return to and it had Dean Ambrose's logo on it. So it's society. It's so it, return it, to the Dean Ambrose. Logo. I know we're gonna sell this in the prediction addiction, but yeah, that is the look of a heel that has. It, it's probably not. I'll say this: it probably won't happen at SummerSlam, but it'll probably happen to the Raw. After SummerSlam? Could be, yeah. After, yeah. We'll yeah. see. We'll yep. see. Well, because so, it's a loaded show. You might as well just dedicate. You could, I can see that main, I can see that angle main eventing a, a, a Raw. So, it, it'll give it a yeah, bigger yeah, spotlight, yeah, I, too. I, I, you know, I, I want the belt now. So before we get out of here, guys, for the Raw review, let's uh, let's give some birthday wishes out. Because, you know, we weren't here yet. We are a little day late and dollar short. But let's give the birthday wishes out for August 14th, twenty. Kofi Kingston's birthday was yesterday. Yeah, that that you're absolutely right. That was one of the birth. Happy birthday, Kofi Kingston, aka Kramer King. <laughs> I like how Corey Graves is like, what is he like, fifty one? Yeah, yeah. Aka his real name, Kofi Kingston, Sarkody Mansaw, turning thirty seven years old yesterday. Wait, Kofi Cody Mansaw, Kofi Sarkody Mansaw. Okay. is his real name. Right. Uh, also celebrating his thirty seventh birthday or thirty first birthday yesterday. Johnny Gargano turned 31, a.k.a. Johnny Wrestling. Also, the Nature Boy. A.k.a. Johnny Loray. Yeah. The Nature Boy celebrated his birthday yesterday, but not, not Ric Flair. Buddy Rogers? You no, know, there was like 20 Nature Boys back in the day. Of course. Uh, the Nature Boy, Buddy Landell, a.k.a. William Fritz Enser. He would have been 56 yesterday, uh, but he passed away. A while King ago. Slender? Wait, 56? Yeah, he would have been 56. Oh, he would have been 56 and he passed away? Wow. Yeah. Um, and then Bob Backlund turned 69 years old. That's yesterday. Mr. Backlund to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Backlund turned 69 years old yesterday. The ripe age of 69 years old, born in 1949. Nice. So that was uh, was Monday Night Raw, guys. Uh, let's get let's get out of here. Let's uh, Google. We, we also have a SmackDown show uploaded today too, guys. Check that out if you haven't checked it out. And we will see you tomorrow with uh, we'll see you tomorrow with some SmackDown. I'll see you later. All right, bye. Bye bye.